This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly, each Monday two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. From Haaland, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more each, episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So, stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, we are live from Stage Door. What is going on? Kenny Keen, this is our first time together Finally. next to each other. Not in actual in. same place at the same time. No Skype, no headphones, Man. no Feels video good. screens, no bad internet. We're good. Well, we don't know about bad internet yet. Uh, but we might we, have. Uh, no video screens for sure. Don't jinx it. Uh. Don't <laughs> jinx it. Man, it's, it feels great. You know, the reason we're here, obviously, Kenny King, is to talk a little Raiders football. But more importantly, we already, you know, had this little short presentation for everybody that came to check out the show. Um, but twenty grand, man, to help at-risk, underprivileged kids. It feels good to come here, talk football, and be able to give back to the Las Vegas community already, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man, it's it's huge. You know, coming into the coming into the Las Vegas community, haven't even started the season yet, haven't even played a game in Las Vegas, haven't even opened up the stadium, and Raider Nation is already making an impact in the community in a positive way. Raider Nation has definitely shown out and shown up uh, for what they've done. They've been able to provide four kids or four schools. What? 400 kids with the ability to play sports. I mean, it's huge. And the fact that, you know, you guys did it is it's homegrown, cultivated by Raider Nation for for the kids. It's huge. Absolutely. Kenny, so like I said, we're here at Stage Door Casino in Las Vegas. This is Raider Nation's go-to spot, right? This is where, if we're here on game days, this is where we're going to be. And more importantly, this is July 3rd. Tomorrow, the reason we have this deadline, because tomorrow, obviously, is Al Davis's birthday, July 4th. So we're going to set this thing up, I mean, and kind of give a little shout-out for those that didn't make it today or those that plan on being in Vegas tomorrow. Come by Stage Door Casino. Come by Stage Door Casino tomorrow and celebrate Al Davis's birthday. Uh, they're supposed to have a big birthday cake, uh, big celebration. So, And shout-out, honestly, 
um, to the group of people that came here. We're actually going to be doing some giveaways for the people yeah. that did show up. They're going to learn that here in just a little bit, but we'll get things kicked off in a second. Um, so, yeah, Greater Youth Sports, July 4th, Al Davis's birthday tomorrow, um, and really our first trip to Las Vegas. I mean, this is it. And How'd you get in here, man? You fly in? What'd you do? I flew in. So, uh, Private I jet? Got, you got the PJ? I didn't take the PJ this time. <laughs> I actually flew Spirit. I was in the big yellow plane. Uh, but I, I opted for the larger seat, you know, because I got a big butt, so I wanted to make sure I fit in. And uh, you know, no, I, it was uh, it was a last minute thing that we decided to get out here and do it. But I uh, flew out this morning, got here at 6 a.m., got in here, and uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited to be here. I love Vegas; has always been like a second home for me. And the fact that the team that I grew up loving is here, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, man. Now that was the, that was the road today, but I want to talk about our long road here as a team, as an organization, as a fan base, because obviously this started years ago, right? We, I mean, whether it was in 2013, whenever the lease first expired, the the big lease that we had at the Coliseum, when that expired, everybody's, you know, you kind of get in limbo, like, okay, they're probably not going to leave Oakland. There's no way they leave Oakland. Um, Then they like went and they started signing like year to year contracts. And and you start to kind of wonder, are the Raiders going to be able to work out a long-term deal? And at the time, right, we kind of thought they would. Well, we, you know, for me as a fan and looking at it, I always thought that the Raiders were going to be able to get something done. I thought that, you know, ultimately they would figure something out with the city of Oakland. They would get whatever needed to be done, done. Uh, but as you see things happening, as you see the leases start to get higher, as you start to see the the lawsuits coming for the parking fees, you start to see all these other things that start to come up, it started to get a little convoluted. And, and those questions are if the Raiders are going to be in Oakland uh, started to become louder. You know, those voices in your head, or will the Raiders stay, started to get louder. And a lot of things started coming down the pipeline. A lot of things started happening. And, you know, they started talking about moving. Yeah. Then that first conversation, this one pissed me off the most, San Antonio. Yeah. Dude, if if that would have actually happened, I mean, that's kind of where you got to start, like, questioning. Like, dude, that's a big move. That's huge. I mean, we're Raider Nation. We're Raider fans no matter what. But it's like, that is so far. Like, you're moving halfway across the country. I mean, pretty much more. You're going from one corner down to the bottom of the country in the middle. And it's like, man, it eliminates me being able to go to games. You know, because, I mean, you're from the Bay Area. So you're used to, if you had tickets, you go. Like, it's that easy. You don't have to worry about the travel. Even if you don't have tickets, you still go. (laughs) You go to the the parking lot. You're tailgating in the parking lot. I think, and then, you know, you go to San, San Antonio, you have two fan bases there already. You've got the Texans, you've got the Cowboys, and you really have the Cowboys corner in that market. And I think that was one of the things that I always talked about was how are the Raiders going to compete in that market? And I know that Raider Nation is huge, Raider Nation is global, but with the Cowboys in that market, how is Jerry Jones going to want to compete? Is he going to want to compete? And is this something that's going to happen? So I, I thought first off that that wasn't something that was going to happen, but at the end of the day, it was always if the Raiders move to San Antonio, the Raiders could be on Mars. I don't care. I'm a Raider fan for life. I mean, it's Raider Nation for life. I don't care where they are. Yeah. So, uh, Mars Santa- Raiders. Yeah. Mars Raiders fans. I like it. You know it. what? Hey, Otis Sistruck went to the went to the University of Mars. So it wouldn't be the first time we had a Raider on Mars. I freaking love it, man. So then, obviously, I feel like our, our even our biggest listenership. You know, the, you look at the geography of our audience, Los Angeles, L.A has been the biggest like ever since we started the last two years even yeah. now if i go to look at the at the statistics la is huge so then we start talking moving to la and then it was like partnering with the chargers We're like the chargers right like are they do they even show up to games what's even the point of partnering with a team that doesn't even show up to games so now we can occupy their right. games as well it, it didn't make sense 
Um, and obviously the NFL didn't think it made sense. Could you imagine division rivals sharing the same stadium? It's stupid. I mean, look, you, you look at how they had to eliminate the preseason games of the Raiders and the Niners because of the rivalry, rivalry there. And that's in the Bay Area. That's, that's two teams that aren't even in the same division. That's two teams that aren't even in the same conference. Now you take two fan bases, and I, say, I use the term fan base very loosely because the Chargers obviously don't have a fan base, except for the guy over there. We got there. one. Yeah, he's over there. We got one. But Found one. other than that, there, aren't, there isn't a big fan base. And so when you look at that and you look at the fan base that the Chargers have, it's always been a sellout crowd. Of Raiders. So what's yeah. the point of having a fan base where they don't even bring anything to the table? You see what they're doing right now in L.A. So it's going to be very interesting. It, that would be very interesting to see how that would happen. But I don't see how we would able be able to share a stadium with the Chargers. It doesn't make sense. I could I could make a whole segment just out of Charger slander. Like we could just sit here and just talk crap. I find every way I can possibly to, to slander the Chargers. It's like low-hanging fruit, and I don't care. You know what I mean? Like we're taking shots at people that can't defend themselves, and I don't. It doesn't bug me. I don't care. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good, man. Powder blue, powder blue. So um, then, Mark Davis. I, I'm not gonna lie. You know, whenever he first took over the team, kind of doubted him. Like, what are we? What's he gonna do with the team? Where's he gonna go? What are we gonna do? And he starts meeting with casino owners, yeah. all these executives, and we're like, okay, Mark, like, take it easy. Like, it's Las Vegas. We can't put a team in Las Vegas. Like, there's no way. How do you put freshly drafted football players? In Vegas, right? right? And that was the first question. Then you start to learn, okay, when you learn when you live in Vegas, it's a lot different than just visiting Vegas. Right. So now I kind of start to think, when other other teams come here for the weekend, they get two nights. You right. know, you got you got to cram it in there on two nights. Maybe it could be a little home field advantage for us. But at the time, I didn't think it was going to happen. No, I didn't think it was going to happen. Like Las Vegas sounded great, but was it going to be able to work? Was Mark Davis just in over his head? And I thought he was. Yeah, I think that for me, I looked at it and was like, okay, getting in bed with a casino owner, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, gambling wasn't even legal in sports at that time, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the whole FanDuel FanDuel fiasco. Mm -hmm. They were still not legal to have sports betting. And so now you're talking about sports betting isn't legal. Now you want to move a sports team into the largest betting market in the world. Yeah. So how does that work? You look at you look at the logistics of it. And it's very confusing as to how it would be. And so speaking of sports betting, yeah. make sure you guys visit BetOnline.ag using promo code BlueWire, and they will match your first initial deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talk about you know we talk about moving a team into Vegas. It's something that hasn't been done. We you know you think back to the. NBA All-Star game when the NBA All-Star game was in Vegas and all the problems that happened out there and you think about bringing in the Raider Nation, bringing in Raider fans, that's that's eight weeks of craziness. Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. How does it work in Vegas? How does it work with the rowdiest fan base in sports? How does it work with the rowdiest team in sports? Yeah. But they found a way to get something done. Dude, you give us a parking lot, we go nuts for like 24 hours. We don't even need a parking lot. We just need a couple <laughs> parking spaces and a cooler. Yeah, give me a tailgate. I don't care where I park. We're going nuts. Exactly. So now we get a strip. We get a city. And for the first time ever, it's like as much as we love the Coliseum, you know, whenever you leave the Coliseum, unless you're from Oakland, I mean, you're just trucking it on home. Right. Now, I mean, you come to Vegas, you hang out at the game, you do your tailgate shenanigans, whatever you do, you hang out at the game, you leave, 
man, you got the city at your disposal. You, you go got wherever stage you want. door to come to. You got stage door to come to, man. This is the spot. Yeah. I wish. I mean, we're just we're buried over here in the corner, so you're not really getting the whole vibe. But I mean, this is this is the go-to Raider Nation spot right here. So trust me, if if you come to a game, want to hang out with some diehard Raider fans, they're gonna be here at Stage Door Casino. Um, so yeah, man. Then all of a sudden in 2016. I mean, this is what's crazy. I mean, that's four years ago, right? Right. So we've already talked about the four years before that. I mean, this has been going on for almost eight years. Yeah. And in 2016, all of a sudden, they trademarked the Las Vegas Raiders name. Yeah. And it's like, bro. It's getting real. It's getting real. It's getting real. Yeah, because up until then, we were in denial, right? We are saying, yeah. no, something's going to get done. Yeah. Stay, uh, what was it? Coliseum City. You had Ronnie Lott that was engaged. That was, you know, talking about building something out there that was going to incorporate the A's. So you had... But then you start to see some dominoes fall. You see the Warriors move from Oakland to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. You see the A's start to have some issues with the stadium there. You see the Coliseum lease is still year to year for the Raiders. And now we trademark the name. Then what happens? I love it. I love it. And at the time, you still like there's still doubt because I think after that, even the commissioner came out and he's basically saying like, "No, I don't. We're not sure that the Raiders yeah. can move to Vegas because obviously there's question marks like we just talked about." And then they vote. Then they vote. And then a year later, I mean, Goodell's and like... And there's one one nay on there. <laughs> it almost a unanimous vote. Yeah. Almost a unanimous vote. One person voted no, and that was Ross from uh, from the Dolphins. When you got Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, you got all these, you know, the, the big owners of the NFL coming out and saying that yeah. the Raiders going to Vegas would be huge. I mean, at some point, Roger Goodell's going to say, well, they're probably right. You know, they run two of the most successful organizations out there. And now, I mean, this kind of, like, catapulted us. I mean, it took the Raiders organization from a, a pristine franchise, like great history. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, like those last few years, or should I say the last probably, you know, 15 years in Oakland, yeah. we weren't living up to that reputation. Yeah. We just weren't. You know, I mean, the Oakland or the brand, the fan base, we were there. But it just wasn't working out. Now we kind of have the pieces of the puzzle to where we don't only have the best fans in the NFL. Right. We have the best logo branding uniforms now we got the best stadium yep. and we probably have the best nfl city to call home i mean oh, no doubt once look okay they canceled the draft if they want to cancel the draft i think the entire nfl all the fans everybody realized las vegas is geared up to take over literally the entire nfl oh yeah no it's doubt. crazy there i mean i can see this what was it chicago that used to always hold the nba draft or, yeah so this could be the new chicago for oh, the yeah. nfl and they could take over literally and have the draft here every single year we got the pro bowl pro bowl could be happening here every single year once they start getting events here and they see all the money that's being made dude exactly. vegas oh dude it's going to be the nfl spot i do want to give a quick shout out to the chat here i know for once we're looking at people and talking to them and, and it's nice to have someone that seems like you know we're listening and not i'm not just talking to my little 10 by 10 studio um but i do want to give a shout out to the live chat here um, on YouTube, you guys are, I mean, staying on it. You guys are active. I love it if you can. Obviously, you're not in Vegas. So go ahead and give a shout-out, area code, city, state, where you're listening from. Um, this is this is, this is is all Raider Nation right here, a good collaboration and a donation. We got all kinds of, I feel like Dr. Seuss over here. It's a Raider Nation donation, man. <laughs> and and it, it's a good collaboration with fans, yeah. and um, it's exciting, dude. This, this is a yeah. great day. This is a great day. It's a great day. You know, we gave we gave some kids some money. We have an opportunity to sit down here at a great Raider Bar stage store. We have an opportunity to be around Raider Nation, the greatest fan base in all of sports, not just football, not just anything, but all of sports in the world. And I get to sit here with my buddy. Hey, you know, my so buddy. You can't, my best friend. can't get much better than that. Can't get much better than that. Guys, we're going to take a quick, quick break. 
Um, and I'm going to do a little substitution here with my buddy. Um, we're going to bring in Greater Youth Sports, the two co-founders, um, Devontae, if I can track him down, and Annalise. And we're going to talk to them a minute just about what we did. Um, and we're going to announce their official changeover to be a part of Raider Nation. So uh, be right back. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. <laughs> I love the second, second question. All right. There we go. So we're back live, I think. Yep. Okay. Audio's working good. So I always forget to mute. So shout out Devante and Elise. Welcome, guys, to the Raider Cody live Thank broadcast. You. We're so excited oh. to be here. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> this, this is our first official guest, actually. My first time chatting with Kenny King, obviously, now the first time getting live guests sitting down here. Um, and I want to welcome you. I mean, obviously, we crushed our goal. Raider Nation killed it. Yeah. Um, I just want to know have you guys signed your fan transfer papers yet? <laughs> Mine's been signed for the past. I don't know if it has. I haven't heard a statement yet. I haven't heard you guys make an official statement. Statement, but yeah, lucky for me, <laughs> <laughs> I need you. This microphone right here. I need you to, to read that off in that microphone. <laughs> so it says, on behalf of myself, Devonte Woodson, and our co-founder Annalise Lello, I would like to make a statement. As Arizona Cardinals fans, we are left with a very easy decision, <laughs> and are here to inform you that we will no longer be wearing the Cardinal red. <laughs> nope. Our passion for sports and the community we love has only one match, and that is with the silver, silver and, and black. black. <laughs> this, is a, this is an official statement. Beginning today, we will be joining the best fans in the world, our new family, and the one and only nation, Raider, Raider Nation. nation. <laughs> so, I'm Here you go. Oh, my gosh. That's Welcome to the fan base. <laughs> got some shirts oh, for you guys. Oh, You're geared you. up. It's like, like, guys, I feel Welcome like I just got drafted. Let me put it on right here. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Number one overall pick, too. Number, Number one overall one, pick. Let's go. Good stuff, guys. Love so, it. when do we start training? Yeah. <laughs> We're on lockdown right now, but we'll start up soon enough, man. Um, I want to know. what I mean, We've talked about this so many times already, right? We've had, we've had a live stream, we've had all this stuff going on. This is the home stretch for our first campaign. Like, we ran this one-month campaign, and we want to do it again. Next year, we're going to make the month of June and Al Davis's birthday a, a campaign every single year. We're going to have a one-month thing. We're going to do this every single year. Um, but I want to know, what was there something, like, specifically that sparked this idea that made you guys want to start GYSA? I mean, you want to go ahead? I mean, it really starts <laughs> with your story. So, um, Devontae was an elementary school teacher, and he was seeing kids that were struggling in school, that didn't want to be there, and at a young age, you know, like angry to be at school. Um, so there was really one kid specifically that, that Devontae kept seeing in the front office, and he was kind of asking him, you know, what do you do to get your energy out? What do you do after school? And the kid really didn't have a lot of answers, you know? He just kind of went home after school and 
unfortunately, that's the reality for a lot of kids today. They go home, they don't get outside, they don't play sports. You know, I know for both of us growing up, we were very active and that meant a lot to us. So um, I think that kid was really the spark of this idea. So um, Devante and I put together a camp, a soccer camp at school. For this kid, I mean, almost specifically, (laughs) and invited a bunch of other kids. We had over 100 show up to that first camp, and we were like, we've got something here. You know, there's a huge need that needs to be filled, and and it all started from that, and it just started to grow and into something bigger, and... Here yeah. we are. That's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little mad you already took your Raider hat off, but it's okay. Well, no, I'm, oh, just I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rock your rock your G-Y-S-A. signed his paper a long Rocky time G-Y-S-A. ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it. I didn't have to tell this guy anything. All of a sudden, yeah. like, I'm like, asking him, I was all, so Raider fan? He's all, bro. He's all, man. He's all, I got the transfer paper signed. He's all, oh, done right. deal. Fun done fact. Deal. He actually used to be a Chargers fan. Yeah. So that's you guys are just yeah. ripping on the Chargers fan. Is that why you, I saw you kind of run off. Maybe that's why you kind of hiding from us for a minute yeah we were getting out of like a little kick there for a minute so that's okay i expect nothing less no, it was really easy they lost me when they moved from san diego so hey i've just been floating there as is a lot of fans well hey welcome to an actual fan base you'll yeah. see other fans around you so that's good that's good hey i have a heyday with it if you follow me on twitter um i kind of apologize because I, I think that's all i dish out so obviously this kid was what sparked it and that bringing that you know you felt like you had something going with gysa whenever you first fired up like all your programs what i mean what was the feeling like were you guys like all in at that point or were you still just kind of dabbling around and not sure how it was going to work out how did it go like your first couple years i mean so first starting off from that soccer clinic like right after that we threw um a basketball like a basketball actual league with three schools so we grew kind of fast with that but i really wanted to get the kids playing and actually that competition side of things um and from there that summer was when we really developed that program like okay let's use sports to truly build success you know uh coming from my background sports is literally the reason why i was able to graduate high school keep my grades up high enough to go to college and that was super important that was a super important lesson that i took from sports my mom would always tell me if your grades aren't good then you're not gonna play you know and i have one instance where she literally took me out of a basketball game because I didn't do a homework assignment. She grabbed me out and I had to go home. In the middle of the game, I was on the court. She pulled me off, but it was that philosophy that really got me to the point of where I'm at, right, as a first-generation college graduate. So we took that and we just pretty much built a program around that concept of the education program with the reading mentorship, the character development, the social-emotional learning that they do each week, and we just use sports to just kind of teach that with the kids. That's good stuff. So, So outside of just sports because that's I think a big portion of this obviously they get to go play sports and that's not a hard thing as a sports guy it's not a hard thing to figure out right you can organize soccer basketball football we can do that so what's what's been the challenge I guess or what's been the goal now off the field that you guys are trying to accomplish with these kids it's really um I mean I I don't want to kill it but it's really that so my background is the education side so I went to school I got a master's in teaching and I think that's been really um, instrumental in like incorporating incorporating that side because I understand it right from my teaching background Um, so really for us was how do we fit everything that we want to do in in the time that that we have the kids for you know what I'm saying so like I don't want to just kill the kids with like okay 
before you practice, you're going to do all this other stuff. You know, I still want to make it engaging. I still want them to have fun while doing it because learning is fun, right? Yeah, like yeah. school, sure, it doesn't I, I matter. Like that, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, learning yeah. is fun. Yeah. I mean, you, you built an amazing platform, but learning. you have to yeah. learn how to do it. Understood. You know what I'm saying? Look at so that. It's not this always, guy, he can <laughs> tell you anything <laughs> at this point. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's not always about, um, oh, dang, that looks awesome. Dude. What is that? So we just got oh, this thing up in front of us. <laughs> Al Davis's <laughs> birthday party tomorrow. <laughs> and they got the freaking Allegiant Stadium in a cake. Let's go! That's I love amazing. It. Live stream. See, this is why you guys got to come to the events. Because yeah. This is, this is a... Thing. It's Ooh. like beautiful. I think it's huge. Where's the door? Can we go inside? <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's oh, man. That is crazy. Wow. That is absolutely crazy. I'm sorry. This is amazing, y'all. You YouTube's like sitting there like, really? <laughs> really now? We don't get to see it? That's okay. That's okay. That is amazing. You I'm sorry, guys. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. It's like love at first sight. It's like, oh, my goodness. That stadium is crazy. We drove by. Celebrate. You got, Kenny, you haven't drove by the stadium yet, have you? I have, but not recently. Oh, dude, oh. it's crazy. It's amazing. They got That's the logo outside now. Yeah, last time I came, it was before the stadium. I was like, it's before they got the signs up. It was at night. I went to the crazy place. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Love it. So, I, we, we kind of got a little off track there. Yeah, I mean, you were asking kind of like uh, how we're able to do it all. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, just taking it step by step, you know, implement it. So, I mean, this next year. Uh, well, last year I can tell you our biggest thing was really getting down that reading program down, like how the kids go throughout that hour working with their team, reading and stuff. And then this year it's really that social emotional component. Yeah, and I think you know the other thing you said was you know what's the purpose off the field? Um, something that we see in athletics all the time is players making mistakes. Big screw-ups, you yeah. know, and throwing their careers down the toilet. And then even in the world today, like, things are crazy. Mm -hmm. And the best thing we can do is help young kids get a foundation that as they grow up, they're going to be solid human beings. You know, they're not just going to be great athletes. They will be great athletes, but that's not all they have to offer. I agree. So that's kind of the off-the-field piece of it is, like, we want to give them the education. But we also want to give them the ability to to interact with people in a positive way and handle their emotions well. So I think that's a big part of it is making sure that the kids we're sending forward into this world have a foundation of more than just sports. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And see, now, I understand... Um, sorry, one second, do a quick promotion here because I kind of I think I forgot anyways. Oh, well, YouTube, uh, the YouTube faithfuls are here. So... I want to know, we know your vision and where that started. Now, Annalise, where did you come in the picture and where did you feel like you were going to be able to, whatever assets you guys have together, what did you bring to the table? Well, um, the way that I came into the picture, first of all, was, um, so I had just met Devonte. I mean, pretty early when we first started everything, we had met maybe like two months before. Yeah. And I was at a point in my life where I was just kind of like anxious with the work I was doing. So my background's in marketing. Okay. And he oh, came. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's what. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, and like I said, I grew up um, playing sports, but I also danced. So I had a lot okay. of opportunities. And so when he came to me and was telling me about how there was all these kids without opportunity, and he wanted to do something, it literally just clicked. I feel like between us, like 
and he actually came to me with this cute flyer that he had made okay. for the soccer. All right. <laughs> for the Microsoft Word. Oh, you made it. <laughs> he Ooh, made it. Okay, okay. And he goes, like, I'm throwing this camp um, for these kids that, you know, I want to give them this opportunity. What do you think of my flyer? And I... <laughs> I wonder if we could pull that up someday. I, I, under, I understand where you're coming from. We almost used mine, too. I, well, because he gave it to me the night before it was supposed to go out. So it was like 2 in the morning, and I'm on my computer like trying to put together a flyer for this because I'm like, why would you give this to me the day before? Um, so, so, yeah, I, I built that flyer, and then after that, it just kind of, like I said, it just kind of clicked. Like, I was ready to get more involved and, and actually use my skills and what I've learned growing up towards a, a worthy cause. And yeah. this, to me, was like, I had these opportunities, and there's no reason that, that a kid shouldn't. Yeah. So, I wanted to be a part of that, and after that, it was just all in. And Yeah, yeah we had a handful of big donators that kind of had the same thing, and they're like... I needed a program like this whenever I was a kid. Or then there was some that said, I, you know, I used a program like this. And so it was so many different things, like where they wish they had it or they had to deal with it so they understand what the kid goes through. Because, I mean, for me, for the most part, I didn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was able to play, like, AYSO. I was, I was able to play, like, just normal city sports. Like, you know, most kids do. But then there's a group of kids that you it's so easy to forget about just because you don't see them on the sports field and you don't think, like, Oh, why isn't so-and-so playing soccer? Oh, you know, maybe he didn't want to. That's what he tells his friends. That's what he tells, you know, his peers around him. Oh, I don't really feel like playing football this year. But in reality, it's just because they couldn't afford it or they, or they couldn't make it happen or they couldn't get the trips. Um, and I want to know now, obviously, we, we've dove into you guys are more than just a sports program. But with everything going on in the world, not everything is at your disposal right now. You can't do competition sports. You can't do all these different things. So what are you shifting to this year? Obviously, Raider Nation... Um, has put in we've got some sirens going by um, obviously Raider Nation put in a lot of effort for this year and how are you going to take their effort to the next level and deliver it during a big time of need for the kids this year yeah so um, I'm really excited for this year really really excited but our model for this year Cody is a ball and a plan in every child's hand you told me that and I loved know, it from the a middle ball and a plan in every child's hand I love it so a lot of things are being taken away from the children. A lot of kids have even been in school. You know, they missed the last three months of school. A lot of things are just getting taken away. Mm -hmm. A lot of people aren't going to come back this next year, right? COVID is really affecting a lot of organizations, right? But for us, it's always about creating those experiences for the children. We want them to feel good. We want them to feel supported because when they feel supported, they're able to grow, yeah. right? We want to plant that seed in their head. That's why we do a lot of different things with a lot of different people because it's always about that experience. Mm -hmm. So this next year, yes, we got to modify our program and things like that, but we want a ball and a plan in every child's hand. Mm -hmm. I want them to go home with a ball. I want them to feel supported and I want them to continue to exercise and play sports even if we can't fully compete in things like that. So no matter what, we're going to be there. We're going to have coaches there supporting them and a program there uh, so that you can grow their skills. I love it, dude. Mm -hmm. I love it. You guys got it all figured out. You guys got it all figured out. That's why, that's why we're we supporting try. you guys. We, we, we trust your plan. That, I mean, that's the main idea through this whole thing. And I appreciate you guys sitting down again. We have one live stream. We talk all the time. Um, but it's good to kind of like wrap up this campaign um, and be ready. I'm going to drop a link 
eventually, obviously the campaign's over. I'm going to stop taking PayPal donations. Um, I'm going to keep a full-time link through my website, RaiderCody.com slash GreaterYouth. You'll be able to donate directly to them all year long if you feel um, like if you if maybe weren't ready to donate yet, um, weren't financially able to um, and want to later down the road, um, our audience will still be able to do that and obviously be ready for June 2021. Yeah. Because we got campaign 2.0 ready to fire up, and we, we got a new goal to crush. Oh yeah! So I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, we crushed the first one. It was crazy. Yeah. It was the first time we talked. Yeah. And I had like a one thousand or two thousand dollar goal. Kenny King's the one over here. He was he was originally pushing me from the get go to, to go higher. <laughs> he told, well, I said one thousand. I'm like, I think we can raise a thousand bucks. He's all he's all two thousand. I'm like, okay, maybe two thousand. I talked to you, and you're like. Oh, I asked you actually, what, what's a milestone number? You're like, 5,000 picks over school. I'm like, well, shoot, like I'm going to get yeah. in over my head, but 5,000, sure, fine. We hit 5,000, Kenny's like 10,000. I'm like, whoa, like pump the yeah. brakes, man. I, I was like, let's go, Kenny. He, like, within five minutes, he's like 10,000. I'm like, okay, like I, I'll get on board, 10,000. And then we hit 10,000. He's like, can we get 15? I'm like, bro, like, hello, we're hitting our goals. And then here we are at 20. I'm like, I ain't never doubting anything you say, you say, yeah. because originally you're like, man, Raider Nation will probably raise enough for three schools. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, like, guys, like, hold on. I want to I make sure we hit our goal. And, dude, like, man, I should just listen to you guys. The Raider Nation crushed it. They crushed like, this it. shows the power of that fan base. So mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. Happy to be part of the, the oh, team. That's like and everything. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's all sparkle up. Love it. Yeah, good Love stuff, it. guys. So thanks again yeah. for coming on. Um, we're gonna do a transition here. I want you guys actually we have some we have some Raiders necklaces here on your way out if you can. Pass around to some oh, of the Raider fans yeah. sitting around yes, um, hanging out. We're doing some giveaways. See, this is why you guys gotta show up to the events we do. We have more giveaways to do. Yeah, we got t-shirts going out and everything. So uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. Thank you. Shout out to Raider Nation. Appreciate you guys. Good stuff. We'll be right back, guys. yourself up we're back with kenny king what's up kenny king hey what's up cody how you doing buddy hanging in there man hanging in there you know what actually while we're here we got some shirts too let's throw some shirts here let's throw some shirts hey shirts the shirts boom what's the shirt what's the shirt damn we got a couple more oh sorry we got a few more shirts we got two more shirts who wants a shirt (laughs) Woo! yep there we go Yes, sir. Perfect, perfect. I got that. I got that Derek Carr accuracy, man. Yeah, man. I think that was a hundred percent completion completion percentage. What, what up now, DC? Ain't got nothing on that. Um, so, the final segment, probably the longest segment of our show. What's up, chat? Chat saying what's up. Chat saying what's up. We're gonna go over the entire roster. The entire roster, <laughs> including practice squad. The black hole. The black hole. Oh, we need a guide. Yeah, we need a, like a yeah. new fan guide. We're making so many new fans in this place. Oh, yeah, we got you. We got you. <laughs> we got so many new fans. I love it. So let's break into this thing since I'm already talking about Derek. Let's talk about the quarterback position. Yeah. And starting quarterback Marcus Mariota. I'm just kidding. I thought it was Nathan Peterman. <laughs> it was Nathan Peterman. So we got. Derek Carr at the helm. Year seven. 
Year seven this year. Year three under Gruden. Year three under Gruden. And for, like, I think the second time ever in his career, he has, like, more than four wide receivers returning. Yeah. So I see a lot of chemistry. Absolutely. Um, continuity, something he's not always used to. A new stadium. Some speed. A lot of speed. A lot of speed. A lot of speed. What are your expectations for Derek Carr? Is he uh, 4,500 under his belt? I mean, I think this is a 4,500. You have to get – you have to do – I'm thinking at least 25 touchdowns, right? You got to go. I'm mean, what I'm saying. At least 25. Yeah. I, I'm thinking when you look at you look at the quarterback position, you look at what we have at wide receiver. You look at the weapons that we have on offense as a whole. We have 19 tight ends. We've got we got Josh Jacobs running the ball. I think this sets the offense up. This sets Derek Carr up for a tremendous amount of success. I think that he's able to spread the ball around. We've got some talent. We've got a lot of talent, and I think that this gives him the ability to really spread the ball around. He has a full grasp of this offense. He has a full grasp of this team. He's got a con- he's got continuity. He's got chemistry built. You know, he's been out there working with these guys every single day. And it's not just Derek out there. It's Mar- it's Marcus Mariota. It's Nathan Peterman. These guys are getting the work in. This is probably the best quarterback room that we've had in a very long time. And not just by terms of talent, but also by terms of chemistry. Yeah. You know, you've got guys that are working together, building each other up. Iron sharpens iron. These guys are want to see each other succeed. And so I think that it's only going to make, one, it's going to make Derek better. But two, it's going to give us a little bit of comfort if Derek needs to spell, if Derek needs to take a spell for a play, if Derek gets hurt, God forbid, we have somebody that can come in and they can actually step in and do something other than fumble the snap. And a guy that I think that's actually going to contribute. I feel like I've seen so many even Super Bowl teams and quarterbacks, when they run to the yep. sideline, you go to your backup. Like, there. what, what was the, the Super Bowl where they had this enormous third down uh, that turned into a big first down conversion that they needed to move the chains, and it was drawn up by the backup quarterback. Yeah. The backup quarterback came with that. And it's like Marcus Mariota can be that guy. Absolutely. Instead of Derek running to the sideline and, uh, hey, there we go. Kenny, this is yours, bro. Good oh, stuff. yeah. Got some shirts coming in. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yes, sir. Love it. Woo! Is this what you stayed up for? Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Together, man. I appreciate oh, it, dude. Man. Good stuff, yes, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. You go. GYSA, man. I'm telling you, this is long. This is a long time partnership. I don't see how. I mean, it, it just came aboard, and it's amazing. Uh, any future events, you guys got to make sure you come and hang out with us Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, back to what I was saying, Marcus Mariota could be the dude that not only like can invest if he has to step on the field, but he can invest just on the sideline because I feel like he's plugged in. He wants to be better. He wants to come in, and he's not 100% healthy. Right. So he wants to come in. He wants to recover. He wants to learn. And obviously, next year, the year after that, he can have an opportunity to maybe go compete for a starting job somewhere else because we know yeah. you know he ain't taking number fours this year. <laughs> we want to want to talk about that here on YouTube. It's okay, um, but obviously he's a, he's a guy that's going to work hard, yeah. and he's definitely going to push Derek. And it's not like everyone says push Derek. I, I agree, he's going to push Derek, and not necessarily try and push him out of his seat. But I think he's going to push him to be a better quarterback um, for the entire football team and, and contribute on the sideline. So um, between that and Peterman and no more, no more long neck, right? Glennon's gone. Next, Glennon's gone and Kaiser's gone. So. Next man up. Next man up. <laughs> oh, dad man. jokes today, huh, Cody? I love it, dad jokes. <laughs> hey, the dad bod, uh, dad <laughs> jokes, we're, we're, we're all in. So quarterback position wrapped up. Um, running back. And I love the running back position. Dude, like man. Josh Jacobs, you've seen 
I'm sure everyone that's watching this pretty much has seen my, my studio at home. I hung up four jerseys. Charles Woodson, Tim Brown, Howie Long. Those are, I mean, three of the greatest readers of all time. Right. And I hung up a Josh Jacobs jersey, man. Like, because I think he has the makeup. He's got the freaking – and after that, like, you got the shield tatted on him. I was like, I made the right choice. This yes. is going to be a Raider great. I mean, and whenever you look at Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, like, this is the next Kenny guy. King. Kenny King. <laughs> Kenny King, the, the, the best Raiders fullback of all time. So, yeah. shout out to Alec Ingold as well. Um, got the makeup of that. What's going on? Um, so, obviously, Josh Jacobs – you have any anything additional on Josh? He's just great. Probably. I mean, you look at Josh Jacobs and you look at what he did last year, right? Broken shoulder, didn't play the full season, sat out a couple games because of injury, sat out a couple games because of uh, a leg a leg infection. And what he did, I mean, the guy was a rookie. He was robbed for rookie offensive rookie of the year, right? He should have been offensive rookie of the year. He got yeah. robbed by Kyler, whatever. But look what he did last year as a rookie. He was incredible. Yeah. Now you look at coming in year two. He's got a full season under his belt. He's healthy. He's he's been training. He's got some help now. You know, you've got Jalen Richard who's coming back, who I, I love. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great third down guy. Yeah. Um, he's got incredible hands. And you you add you add Devontae Booker. Where Devontae Booker's obviously gonna be a guy that um, you know, he may he may be a third running back, but there's somebody else I'm more excited about. Lynn Bowden Jr. Man, it's the junior. Huh? It's it's not even just a junior. He, the juniors love other. Juniors. I don't even when I look at the <laughs> when I look at the Jr. I don't think junior. I just think Lynn Bowden Joker because hey. that is what he's going to be out there doing. I mean, dude is trade market. I mean, you saw you saw what our boy Hoku did right over there. Yeah. In a. Hey. Come <laughs> on, man. Get on over here. Yeah. We got the we got the Raiders offseason superstar in the building, and no, it's not a Raider player. It's a guy that's been uh, keeping track of the Raiders offseason programs and feeding our need for Raiders content. Absolutely, Hoku, Hoku in the building, love it. So obviously, you guys should be following him on Twitter. If you don't, you're a fake fan. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not a fake fan. I'm I follow him on Twitter. Oh yeah, I follow him on Twitter too. So. <laughs> uh, but no, Hoku's got some great content out there. He's uh, he's. Just put up a video of Bowden Jr. yesterday. So I'm sorry, oh. Lim Bowden Joker. Limbo and Joker. And that wasn't a short pass either. That was a nice, nice long bomb. So he was freaking out the sideline. Yeah, that was good stuff. And I agree, man. Lim Bowden. And we we got him down as a running back because he's gonna be all around the backfield. But he's like just a, like you said, a Joker, man. I mean, you get him in the slot, you get him everywhere. I mean, he's catching passes out there. And another thing, just on top of that, with Josh Jacobs, it just kind of sparked in my mind. Last year, he came in from Alabama as like a third down back. Right. He didn't have a lot of usage. He didn't have a lot of experience to be the exclusive guy. Now he's got a year under his belt. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to go. And I think he could be an every down back and then just well, throw in those guys as you need them. And the other thing that excites me about Josh Jacobs about that is that he doesn't have a whole lot of miles on him. He didn't get used a lot at Alabama. When he did get used, he was very effective. But he doesn't have a lot of miles like the typical running back from college has. So he's going to be able to ha- get a lot more longevity. He should be a great Raider for a long time. Alec Ingold, huh? What do you think about him? You love your fullbacks. You know I love my fullbacks. And uh, Alec Ingold's right up there with, with some of the greats already. I mean, you, you know, you have to talk about it's obviously first his, his first year he was great. But let's talk about it. He was an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. He came in. He beat out Keith Smith. He took over that fullback role, and I think that he did a tremendous job. We saw him on the Spider 2 Y banana against the Chargers. 
And uh, to the Chargers. You know, I'd oh, love to see. <laughs> I'd love to see Engel get the ball more. I think that you know he's shown in this offseason that he's been putting in a lot of work. He's been working on his explosivity. He's been our explosiveness, whatever. Uh, but he's been working on that. He's been working on building chemistry. He's been working on his catching. Uh, I think that he's going to see. We're going to see some great things from him because he is a guy that is a triple threat. He can run. He can block, and he can catch. Love it. I love Engel, man. And if he keeps working on these these receptions, he's going to be exactly who I thought he was going to be, and that's the white Marcel Reese. Do, I mean, I'm telling you. What do we say? The white Marcel Reese, right? That's it. I, I think he's going to fit the mold perfect. I mean, he's already got the number. I mean, he's already. I mean, he, he's a, he's a beast in the trenches. I mean, he can get in there. He beast. can lay the block. Reese did that, but yep. Reese's magic obviously came. You know, Musgrave was able to you know kind of pull this out of other fullbacks as well, but be able to catch the pass out of the backfield and make yep. plays when he was. I mean, he he could be the featured back if we called him on. To be the featured back. Absolutely. So Alec Ingle, I think, has a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, shout out to the to the donkey game, where that was obviously a touchdown, but wasn't a touchdown. So I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder from that. And it was his he pinned that. Oh yeah, a touchdown callback. He pinned it to the top of his profile. So obviously, um, that's a bookmark. Now, the carousel that we've had in the last three years, wide receiver. Man, we finally got some continuity though. Like we have yeah. Tyrell Williams coming back. We have the slot machine, Hunter Renfro coming back. The GOAT. The GOAT. I mean, Hall of Famer. Already. If he's gonna be, if there's a Hall of Famer Already. that walks this earth, it's, it's Hunter. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro will do your insurance, teach your kids fourth grade class, mm-hmm. and catch slot, catch third down passes all day long. I love it, man. I love it. He just uh, adjusted my mortgage, really got me a good rate. So Dude, got- he helped me save 15% of my car insurance the other day. <laughs> I love it, man. So, on top of them, we have Zay Jones returning as well. Yes. Zay Jones is a guy that came in last year and was out there. He had the snaps. He had the reps, but I don't think he had the chemistry. And I don't think maybe he just didn't quite have the trust built up with Derek Carr yet. He was the one, all these off-season workouts that we're seeing, right? The first thing we saw was him in, him in D.C. out there yep. throwing passes. I mean, this was March. What? Hoku. Hoku. When was it? Zay Jones, March and DC? When did they start working out together? March. In freaking March. Yeah. I mean, four months ago. About four months ago. And Zay Jones organized that. So yeah, man. He, he is hungry to prove his point. Oh, yeah. And he's good. Oh, he's good. He's got speed. He's got hands. I think that, like you said, last year, you know, he came in middle of the season. There wasn't a lot of chemistry there. He was getting open a lot of times, but I think that Derek Hart didn't have the confidence because they didn't have the time to practice together. They've been working together since March. They've been building that chemistry. They've been working together and building that chemistry since March. And you see what they've done. You know, I can't wait to see it translate into a game because I think that Zay's going to come in and he's going to prove a lot of doubters wrong. I think yep. that a lot of people had him, had him written off when he left Buffalo. I think a lot of people had him written off when he came to the Raiders. And I think that he's going to turn a lot of heads and he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Absolutely, man. We saw Marcel Aitman down there, Keelan Doss. Rico, native. Rico Gafford, I think, is going to be in a little bit of a uh, – roster pinch I, I think he has the ability to make it and shout out to Rico Gafford um, hometown was it Illinois where he opened up his restaurant his restaurant Rico's dude I wish I lived closer man I'd love to go to Rico's I try it. and he was out there I saw him like work. dude he was mopping the floors in there I'm just like this dude I love it. I love the work ethic yeah, I mean man. it just shows anything off the field um, but then we come in and we add two studs Henry Ruggs the third yes. best wide receiver in the 2020 draft and Brian Edwards, who was yes. obviously because of injury, highly underrated. And if he's healthy, I mean, you hear these like 
Terrell Owens comparisons. I see like Des Bryant. I see all these guys. I see Anquan just, Bolden. Oh, that's a good one too. I see Anquan Bolden. This is my favorite pick of the draft. I love it. Remember when we when we did our draft show? I got juiced about this one because I think that this is guy that he's very Anquan Bolden esque, where he's going to block you. He's going to run down the field. He's going to catch it. He's going to beat you for those jump balls. And he's going to be a guy that's a deep, or not even a deep red zone, but he's going to be a guy that's a red zone target. I agree. And it's exactly what we need. That's what we didn't have last year when a couple of guys went down. Williams goes down. Moreau goes down. We lost a lot of those red zone targets, and our red zone efficiency went down because of it. You bring in a guy like Edwards, a big physical receiver who's not afraid to go across the middle, who's not afraid to get up and go after that 50-50 ball, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be very exciting. When we talk about the 50-50 ball, can't count out Ruggs. No, you know, a lot of people can't. look at Ruggs, oh, he's just a speed guy. Yeah. No, Ruggs will go up and get it. And that's the main reason that they picked him over other wide receivers is because, for one, I think everybody loved Judy and what he brought to the table, but he's total Amari Cooper 2.0. Yeah. He, he's a beautiful route runner. Um, I think a little bit of has that little diva mentality. He wants the ball. I think that's kind of what held down Ruggs' usage, and that's why even Mayock loved him because even the coaches talked about in Alabama. I mean, he could not touch the ball like a whole half, and Ruggs would still be on the sideline good spirits, yep. um, enjoy it. I mean, obviously understands his role. If he's not getting the looks, he's not getting the looks. Um, so that's obviously something that's going to be huge in John Gruden's offense because we're not here to cater to a star wide receiver. We're not here to win fantasy football championships. You know, we're here to win football games, and that's what we need out of role players. Like, if, if the matchup doesn't favor Henry Ruggs, he's not going to go throw in a fit. Exactly. You know what I mean? If the matchup doesn't favor him, and maybe it favors Hunter Renfro, or it favors Lynn Bowden Jr., maybe it favors Brian Edwards, a guy that was picked two rounds later. Henry Ruggs is not going to care. He has that personality. Yep. So he's one of those guys that's just going to come and be a big-time team player um, and be ready to go. And obviously I think is a lot more plugged in um, than CeeDee Lamb because I'm pretty sure that's the reason that we didn't pick CeeDee Lamb just because of meetings with Mike Mayock, John Gruden. They just didn't seem like he was like plugged in. They didn't seem like he wanted to be there. Henry Ruggs, I guarantee you, sold them on wanting to be there because that's who we. That, those are the players we draft. We draft guys that want to be Raiders that love football. You know what I mean? Not guys that are just there to be cool. Absolutely, I and mean, Ruggs is playing for a purpose, right? You know, Ruggs is. You look at somebody who plays for a purpose. You look at what he's done, and, and Ruggs was always a leader in that locker room. When they talk about the leaders in the wide receiver room, Ruggs was always one of the first names mentioned. So I think that's a huge thing. But I th- also think that with Ruggs, we talk about, you know, we talk about some of the things that the rookies have done from last year, right? The Raiders Shield tattoo. From what I heard, Ruggs is thinking about getting a Raiders Shield tattoo. Right here on the neck. <laughs> Henry now, Ruggs, if you're if you're watching this, Henry, right here, on right here on the neck. Bam. Like he'll do, he'll do it if you do it. Ah, uh, dude. Beth, uh, I need to, uh, honey, Beth, if you're watching this. Honey, is that you? Uh, sorry. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to work on the Raiders tattoo here. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm on a short leash. It's okay, though. It's okay. Yeah. Tight end. The first tight end, obviously, that we want to talk about is dang near a wide receiver, Darren Waller. Man, he was a wide receiver. He was. He was a wide receiver. I think that Darren Waller had his breakout year last year. Um, his story is amazing. You know, you, you look at... You look at everything that he's gone through, the trials and tribulations, the, the past, uh, and what he's been able to do to come back from it, I think it's huge. I think that, you know, seeing and hearing his story, watching uh, Bustin' with the Boys, his podcast with Will. Dude, that uh, story was nuts, That was man. insane. And to see him be a top three tight end, you know, top one to you. 
Top yeah. one. Top one to you. Number one. A lot of people want to argue that, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't care. But Debate your dog. Him, but to see him as a top three tight end in this league, and from where he came, the fact that we have him, and the fact that we got him at a really, really good deal. Dude, good deal. What, is, is seven it's, mil a year? What do we have? I think out? it was nine. Nine million. Yeah. And who's what's Kittle signing for? Like the Kittle's. They're talking twenty million for Kittle. Dude, that is crazy. So, and don't get me wrong, George Kittle's a great tight end. Kittle's great. Right? I mean, you could argue he's better than Waller, but in the same breath, it's like not that much, not even close. You know what I mean? Like put them up side by side, and whenever Darren Waller was the only option, freaking produced yeah. like a star star tight end. That's all you need. Um, but now we get Foster Moreau back. Yes. Moreau, Moreau. He's been here for a year, and I still don't know how to say his I name. I say Moreau. Moreau? I say Moreau. I'll say Moreau, so then if, at the, least one of us are right. The Isle of Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau. Yeah. Moreau sounds better, I think. <laughs> Foster Moreau. We'll go with that. Um, and Jason Witten. Red zone target. I think those are the three that got to make the team, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, you look at you look at the guys that come after that. You got Derek Carrier, uh, who's been with the team for a couple years. He has he's got chemistry with Carr, but you look at, you know, the top three, we got Waller, Moreau, and Witten, there may not be room. Um, now obviously Carrier has done some good things, but there's also you have to look at the game winner against the Steelers? Yeah, the game winner against the oh, Steelers. Oh, that was exciting. That was huge. Shout out to Big Ben. <laughs> Thanks for unblocking me, Thanks buddy. Thanks for unblocking me. I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me back yet. And then we have Paul Butler back. I mean, Paul Butler's been a Raider for... Paul Butler has been signed and unsigned, I think, five times. Yeah. At least five times. Poor guy. I feel bad. He's so... Dude, like, you look at him, yeah. though, like, off the field. He's so jacked. Dude, he is yoked. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Paul Butler is a monster. That's crazy. He's a guy that if you, if you ran into in a dark alley, you really wouldn't want to say anything to him because he's... He is jacked. But, you know, you, I feel bad for the guy because he's, he's basically bouncing back and forth from, from the Raiders to the Lions. You know, and so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Kenny King, do you want to talk about the best offensive line in the NFL? You mean the greatest the greatest underdog? The greatest underdog? You want to start with him? Yes. Trent Brown? Mr. TB77? Mr. Windmill77? Yes. Dude, throwing down windmill dunks? Six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pounds, doing a windmill dunk. Beast, and, and we got him. He's got. He's on the right side. I mean, look. If you can make Khalil Mack look like a little kid, you're doing something right. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's, and that's all I need to say about. Trent we Brown. literally have Shaquille O'Neal playing right tackle. No, he's more athletic than Shaquille. O'Neal. He's more athletic than Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, young, young Shaquille O'Neal could get down though. True. I, he True might that. be able to play some right tackle. Like yeah, we got the Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Oh, dude. Even I, early, even early Lakers Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. You know. He's a beast. Oh man. Go Lakers. <laughs> Go Dubs. No. Uh. <laughs> Opposite. <laughs> Opposite of Trent Brown, Colton Miller. You know, Colton had a pretty good year last year. It was it was decent, and coming from where he came from the year before, um, he definitely improved. And I think that the off season had a lot to do with it. I think that his weight training program had a lot to do with it. He put on some weight, he put on some size, he got stronger, he got a little faster, and it showed. I also think that having Richie Incognito next to him definitely made things a lot better. Yeah. I think that having Richie next to him made him a lot stronger. It also made him a lot meaner. You get a guy like Richie who's a bully on the field, it makes you a better player. When you have a strong guard next to you, it, it does make you better. And I think that that's one of the things that, that helped. But I think that Colton still has a little ways to go. I think that, you know, when he had nine sacks, he gave up nine sacks last year. 
I think that you know that sack number needs to go down. I think that you know when you look at when you look at protecting the quarterback, when you look at protecting the blind side, while nine sacks doesn't seem like a lot, that's a sack every two games almost. Mm-hmm. And when you want to protect your quarterback, that's something that you may that may be the difference between a touchdown and an interception. It may be a difference between a touchdown and a sack. It may be the difference between a touchdown and a ground. It doesn't matter because you need to make sure you protect the quarterback's blind side. And those sacks are usually coming on third down. Right. You know what I mean? Like passing downs. Right. First and second down, we don't run very much. So you know most of those nine sacks came on key downs. Yeah. Um, while we're in the middle of talking offensive line, we got another giveaway here. We'll see if we can get everyone's attention here. Shout out to Stage Door Casino. Shout out to John from Stage Door Casino. You guys want to win a Raiders sign here? Where's, where's everybody here? Hey, I need, I need the loudest Raiders. Raider Nation, we need to hear you guys. Two, three. Let's go. Winner. <laughs> Bingo. We got one more. We got one more at the end of the show. Shout out, you can thank John right here from Stage Door Casino for putting this stuff up. And, Amazing thanks, host. and thank you to Stage Door Casino for having us. Yeah. Your go to spot in Las Vegas for all your Raider Nation needs. Amazing. I'm glad I like the spot because I don't really like John very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, guys. So we're in the middle of talking, like I said, the best offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. Colton Miller, Trent Brown, that's who's on the outside. Now, what gets this offensive line over the top is the meat and potatoes. Yes. Right in the middle. That interior. Oh, man. Do you want to talk about him or you want me to talk? I mean, go, man. I mean, Rodney Hudson. Man. Best center in the NFL. Top Hands one. Down. Hands down, without a question, Rodney Hudson, was he, he's been the best center in the NFL for the past six years. Was he giving up one sack in the past five years? I mean, it's something crazy <laughs> en- like enough, that. Enough. Plenty, plenty. Yeah, of Rodney Hudson, I mean, there's not enough good things I can say about him. The fact that we locked him up for another three years is huge. Uh, the fact that we have him as a Raider is huge. Uh, we stole him from the Chiefs, and this is one of the things where you can brag about stealing somebody. Yeah. It's not like when the Broncos got Menelik Watson, who, oh, we stole the Raider. Guess what? How did that work out for you? He sucked. He sucked. He absolutely sucked. <laughs> we stole the best center in the NFL. We got the best center in the NFL, hands down. And we just extended him. Yeah. So we got him, what, through 2022? 2022. Absolutely amazing. Now, right next to him is a guy that – was a very controversial signing because we didn't know what we were going to get out of him. It's kind of like, you know, almost like signing like a Vontez Perfect. You're kind of like, okay, he's had a lot of off-the-field troubles. Is he going to be able to stick it out? Obviously, Vontez kind of just had like a target on his back from the NFL. Right. Got him out of there. Whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Get me all frustrated again. But Richie Incognito was kind of in that same boat. One slip up, and he could be gone. Yeah. But he came through. Came through huge. And he's probably like one of my favorite Raiders now. The guy was born to be Raider. <laughs> he was born. Like, I'm so mad it took this long to get him in the same I mean, let, let's put it this way. Rich, Richie Incognito is everything that you would have thought or that you would see in a Raider in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Yeah. Richie, even the 90s. You know, you look at guys like Steve Wisniewski. Steve Wisniewski right there. Richie Incognito is just as mean, just uh-huh. as physical, just as tough. And we, when we had Steve on the show, we talked about that. Yeah. And I said, you, could, you remind me, Richie reminds me a lot of you because... Richie is just that dude. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, bringing Richie in, it was it was a controversial signing. It was a guy that, you know, he had a lot of off-the-field issues. He had a lot of things that he had he needed to work on on his own. And he did that. He did the work. He took it as, you know, let me come in. Let me get a one-year prove-it deal. And he, pro- he proved it. 
he came in and he was able to show the team that he was the guy that they could count on. And what what happened? We ended up extending him. Yeah, I love it. I love Richie. Cockney. I love Richie. He's a nut. I love Richie. I love his random text messages too, man. He hits me up <laughs> randomly. He just he just loves the Raiders. He genuinely loves the Raiders. And as a fan, there's like really nothing else you can ask for. Yeah. So, got a little lag here as I'm recycling my computer. Are we back in business? We're back in business. We got we got we did a little cleanup here. This is a first time operation. Mobile Dude. Raider Cody live stream. And I think it's working pretty good. We got some sound coming through the speakers. Not very loud because we don't want feedback. But I think I think our first trial run here. It's not bad. Good. Not bad. It's going pretty good. Now, last thing I want to talk about here whenever we're talking offensive line is the only question mark. And that was only, I mean, Gabe Jackson was our best option this offseason. There was there was a time I questioned it. Is, is he yeah. going to be there? Are we going to trade him? Because I felt like he had a lot of trade value. Um, I felt like we had the makeup before that to almost like we're hinting to a trade. Rumors are getting put out. Obviously, maybe they just didn't think they were going to get enough. But we, you know, extended Denzel Good, who I thought filled in great. I thought he did a great job. Um, Obviously, we drafted John Simpson. John Simpson. Huge. Um, And we saw Lester Cobbinson back there from Alabama last year, another project. So what do you think? right guard looks like is Gabe Jackson going to prove to be the dude that we extended in 2016 and, and be the guy that starts all year long and, and continues his uh, you know what run? I hope so yeah. I hope so I think that you know since Gabe got his contract there's been injuries he's been hurt he hasn't been consistent and it's not I don't think it's the money that changed him I think it's just the way the dice rolls what I would like to see is Gabe Jackson return back to the form that he was before Gabe Jackson has proven that he is one of the best run blockers in the league. He's big, he's mean, he's nasty. He fits the Raider profile. He's also a guy that has a big contract, and his contract's fully guaranteed right now. So what we want to see is we want to see Gabe play out that contract. We want to see Gabe live up to what we know he can be. But we also got to remember, Gabe has some footsteps behind him. So there's going to be some people that are going to be pushing him. Big John Simpson, yes, he's humble, but he's also hungry. And he's a guy that could come in and take that starting role if Gabe Jackson doesn't pull through. Yeah, 100%. They might try him out. It doesn't hurt. I mean, it's not like you're rotating a tackle. You're rotating a guard. Throw him in there. See how he does. Right. So we got options, and we have the best offensive line in the NFL. I can say that confidently. I'm um, going to be huge. So that, 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 that does it for the offense. I feel pretty good. How do you feel about our entire offense makeup now after the 2020 season? You look at the offense in the 2020 season. You look at the offense in the 2020 offseason, it's light years better. Well, yeah. let's, let's, change, let's, let's back that up a little bit. The offense in the 2019 offseason was ridiculous. And then as soon as training camp hit, it got kind of ridiculous in another way, right? We started to have a circus that came through. And that circus is now gone. And we look at this team, and we don't have that distraction. We don't have the distractions of people that don't want to be here. We don't have the distraction of people that are going to take phone calls with their coach and turn it into a Emmy-nominated video on YouTube. So I look at this team, and I look that at the guys. That was very well-produced. It was really well-produced. I, I mean, I want something that well-produced. And that was a very stupid, stupid. I just... You know what? I, I'll take this. I'll take this time right now to say publicly, I feel like a damn idiot for all the defending that I did of Antonio Brown. 
I made a fool of myself. All these people, oh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna regret AB. You're gonna no 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 no. no. He's not. changed. Shut he's up. changed. You know what? I was an idiot. I was an idiot. I've learned from it. We're moving on. <laughs> that was so bad, dude. I'm glad that we're at where we are now. Oh in yeah. This off season. Oh yeah. I mean, we're coming. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. We're we're in a much better place right now. Oh my goodness, man. So switching over to the def- defensive side of the ball, the first guy that stands out. The star last year, Max Crosby. Yes. And that's the makeup of our defensive. There's no, I mean, there's not really going to be a whole lot said about Max Crosby besides he was a stud. Yep. Fourth-round pick, absolute stud. And he's put on 25 pounds. Yeah, he's gotten big. I mean, he, he was below, like, I think NFL caliber, like, body make. He was going off of pure talent last year. Yeah. Just pure talent, raw talent. And, and technique. I mean, yeah, I feel like he, he had, had pretty technique, good. He had technique, of course. Technique. But this year he's put on size, he's gotten faster, yeah. and he's going to – I think he's going to be making a play to try to get that defensive player of the year. I think he could, dude. He's got, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, th- I think Nick Bosa um, was just as de- uh, deserving as Max Crosby. Nothing like the Josh Jacobs debacle. Shout no. out to AP and Associated Press. This is why you'll never see me supporting Associated Press anything, anywhere. <laughs> Just because yeah. of that. That's that, the only uh, reason why? Uh, yeah, kind of. I have other reasons. I have but. other reasons, too. I'm just <laughs> not going to share them. But, I mean, really, it, it comes down to that. I mean, I feel like we're just constantly getting robbed, whether it's the Hall of Fame and now yeah. it's when it comes down to end-of-the-year awards. And that's from AP. AP Rookie of the Year. You know, that's Associated Press. Yep. They're in charge of that. So, it's like whenever, you see, whenever they snub Josh Jacobs, I'm just going to say, like. It puts a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. But as we go down the line of uh, defensive end, you know, there's a guy that I was always very high on. It's Cleveland Farrell, you know, the, the fourth overall pick of the of 2019 draft. And I think that Farrell, obviously, last year didn't have the season that you would want a fourth or a fourth overall pick to have. But I think that you're going to see a change. You know, he vowed that at the end of the season you're going to see a completely different person. He's put on 18 pounds. He's been working hard. He's been working with a lot of uh, guys in the league, Malik Collins, uh, DeForest Buckner, uh, a lot of guys out there that, you know, Von Miller. Yeah. And so he's been working with, you know, some of the top pass rushers in the league. And I think that he's going to come out and he's going to show a lot of people what he's really made of. We also forget that Cleveland Farrell was playing out of position a lot of last year. And he was sick. Yeah. You know, he, he had two games where he had the same flu that Josh Jacobs had, where he lost 15 pounds. So I think those are two things that are going to that are going to make that factor as well. I agree. I agree. You still got Carl Nassib coming in, role player. Arden Key coming in, role player. Third yeah. down pass rusher, great. Um, Carl Nassib has been kind of a good all-around guy. I think he comes in, um, fills a decent role on running downs, and I think he can you know mix in well whenever it comes to short yardage stuff. Big dude. He's a wall. He's also great with finances. <laughs> That clip, was it Hard Knocks? That clip on Hard Knocks, yeah, man. He'll make sure you take care of your chickens. Him and Hunter. Between him and Hunter, they can get you some amazing rates. Um, but I think the, the biggest upgrade this offseason now is on the interior, right? We have Mo Hurst, who maybe he had the same same four sacks, right, or something yep. like that. But his pressures and his the, being able to penetrate the offensive line was much more significant. It doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but you'll see the pocket collapsing much more often with 73 bursting through. Pair 73 with newly acquired Malik Collins. Yes. Dude, we got a powerful duo. Yes. If Cleveland Farrell can step up and, and really find the settling in that role that he's trying to find, Max Crosby keeps being a stud. 
Mohurst makes another little jump. You add Malik Collins, one of the best defensive interior defensive linemen. Yes. Dude, what, what was our prediction last year? I said we were going to triple, and I said 40 sacks. What did yeah. we get to? 34? There was like 34, 35 sacks last we year. We topped 40 this year, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You look at me, and you look at that, that pass rush, we should definitely top 40. I think that, you know, you look at the pass rush and what they can do, but you also got to look at the run-stopping ability on the defense, right? Farrell is amazing against the run. I think that's where he excels. I also think you look at a guy like Jonathan Hankins, where Hankins, that's where he lives, Mm -hmm. his bread and butter. Hankins and P.J. Hall, those guys plugging up the middle right there, you cannot run on those two guys. I freaking love it, dude. I freaking love it. For for the first time, I feel like we have – an experienced defensive line. Yes. With chemistry. I mean, look, I mean, we added and a couple guys, but. You you also improve the defensive line coach. I love mm-hmm. Brenton Buckner. Brenton Buckner did amazing things for the Raiders in the defensive line. I think he's the, to credit for what happened with Max Crosby yeah. and with the sacks that we got. But now let's look at Rod Marinelli. Yeah, a guy that can contribute to the entire defense as a whole. Anyway. Absolutely. Right, you, you implement what he maybe has drawn up for the defensive line and tie that in with that defensive coordinator mentality. Yep. Work with Paul Gunther, right? Speaking of breathing down necks, like oh, yeah. we all we all predict that, but I'd like to see Paul Gunther make that that Tom Cable like, hey, we're going to yeah. be fine. Like, don't worry. I hope that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, because now we, we're even like what we saw last year. We struggled. We couldn't play man coverage to save our, save our life. No. And if we did, our linebackers were getting eaten alive. So we started going into this, into the zone because that was our only way of not killing ourselves every single play. I mean, we just right. couldn't survive one-on-one. But we're still getting killed with zone. And now we're bringing in two guys where we can spread this defense out. We can play Kansas City. We can spread this defense out, throw a quick Kowski and Corey Littleton on the field, yes. just those two guys in the middle, let them handle everything coming out of the backfield, let them bang around Travis Kelsey a little bit. Yep. Leave it. I'm sorry, I'm getting into the entire defense now because I'm looking at the, the whole makeup. No, of course. With Jonathan Abram over the top of those guys, yes. you're not going to want to come across the middle of this defense. You're not. Because for one, you're going to get picked up by the linebackers. And if you still want to get past those guys, look out because 24, he don't care. He'll take his own head off. He will take your head off. And if he doesn't, then 21 will. If he does, 21 will, dude. I'm telling you, we, we got some guys now, and even Damon Arnett. And, and this is what's great. Um, we talked to Hoku, obviously, you know, like a month ago or something like that on this podcast. And it was cool to see these guys out there drawing. It was cool to see them out there just, like, creating tension with the other wide receivers, getting in their heads, because that's going to be the makeup of a great corner, a great defensive back. Absolutely. See, I, I'm, I'm skipping around. Let's just cover the rest of the defense, man. What do you, what do you think? Look, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I'm most excited on this defense about the rookie that we didn't get to see that much of last year. And the little clips that we did get to see him last year were lightning, were electric. Jonathan Abram, Mr. Salmon or Salmon? Salmon. I think that Jonathan Abram is going to come out, and he's got a lot to prove. He had had a season cut incredibly short by 15 games when he got hurt in the Bronco game. I think that he came out talking. He was a fan favorite on Hard Knocks. I think that he's a guy that has that old-school Raider mentality who's going to fly around, he's going to hit you. And not only is he going to hit you, he's going to tell you how he's going to hit you. He's going to tell you every single time that he hits you how hard he's going to hit you. And he's going to keep hitting you until you stop coming across the middle. Let's go. I love it, man. So I'm, it. I'm fired up about Aaron. I love it, dude. So I, I, think, I think that kind of wraps up our conversation, man. I, I, we, had, we had a good show, guys. We had a good run. Um, we gave money to kids. 
We talked about the football team. We talked about our road to Vegas. Vegas is great, bro. I love it. Stage Door Casino feels yeah. like home. I'm telling you guys, if you guys are worried about the the vibe of Vegas, like I get it. Like I don't want to wear a polo or a suit and tie to go to these fancy hotels and hang out and be told that I can hush. You know what I mean? Like to quiet down. There's not even a game in here, and you you can belch out whatever you want, and they're gonna. Yeah. It. They encourage that stuff here. You go to MGM or you go to any of these other places, they're gonna kick you out. <laughs> it's like, right. ain't gonna work. You're gonna get you're gonna get a, a sound warning. You'll probably get a freaking ticket. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just dragging it out at this point. No but doubt. we appreciate this place. We appreciate Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, it was a great trip, great first run, and we're gonna do this a lot more often. So make sure you guys tune in, subscribe, um, follow us on Twitter at Raider Cody at Kenny King underscore Junior. Yes, sir. And keep up with these things and the next live event. Will most likely be during like an actual Raiders event. Like if there's a game, if there's there might not be any preseason games. There could be two. There might not be any. Um, but the next event could be during a preseason game, or it could be during the home opener. Yep. It could get to the point to where even if they don't have fans in the stadium, guess what? We're still having events. We'll at still stage have door. shows. We'll, we'll still be, be here. I mean, I'll come to Vegas just for the game, just because. Absolutely. See, look. See, they're trying to run us out already, just because I told them we weren't going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, man. Uh, Kenny King, appreciate you making the flight out here, man. You know, man. We, made, we made this thing happen. I think it was good show, good turnout, and I appreciate everyone that showed up. Yeah, absolutely. I think, the, you know, the, the, the first things first, you know, the, to be able to help out the kids. Raider Nation, once again, I commend you guys for everything that you did. We raised $20,000 to support the youth. And I think that's the biggest thing right now. That's why we're here. This is why we're here right now, because of you guys. You it guys made this possible. There, this is, I mean, Look at that. No yeah. other fan base does this. Best I mean, fans without a world. doubt. Nobody else does this. What other fan base has ever done this? No one. Right. No one, right. man. No one. So, I mean, that's how we're going to wrap this show up, guys. Um, we're all in. We're all in on Raider Nation. Yeah. Uh, GYSA, we're all in on GYSA. We love everything that's going on here. No doubt. Stage Door Casino, Las Vegas. Uh, this is amazing. This is a milestone show for us uh, because we feel like we finally kind of found our place. Yeah. We had this conversation, what, a week ago, whenever I was talking to you on the phone. Yeah. Um, getting text messages so um we're on the phone and you're telling me did you think you know two years ago whenever we started this yeah i mean at the at first i mean i just thought i threw together a podcast and you were calling in for he was my intro i was the intro he wasn't even he wasn't even on the show he just made the intro me stewie and violator yeah dude violator shout out wayne mabry man yeah shout out to gorilla real shout out to all the super fans because we're gonna be doing a lot of collaborations and stuff in the future but um this this is a milestone event we had a great time and now we're going to close up shop and have a good time with everybody that showed up here for us and um, do some fun things in Vegas. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> good stuff. All YouTube, right. thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys' live chat. Thanks for coming do in. Do it like Murph. Do it Bye, like Raider Nation. See you, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>